This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. As you are seated there right now, under the influence of the power of God, is many young husband, wife, children, families that are in your life. I'm telling you. Amen. Amen. Oh, because I've seen it. I've seen it. Most of my pastors are families. When I met them, they were single children. That they are married, husband and wife. Even if they are having problems, they are still husband and wife. If I had not come and submitted myself under the influence of the power of God, most of them would have had children, but their fathers would be all over the place. Because the mindset is, why marry? Why are you in a rush? Isn't it, Sitati? I mean, when I met you, which year were you? I was 19. 19 years. Now she's a mother of how many? Three or four? She's a mother of three. With the with the with the with the husband of one. With the husband, with the one husband. Yeah. Listen. When I was 19 years, I didn't know that there are other 19 year olds whose life depends on my Christian life. So I had the option of becoming a drunkard. I don't look it. Don't look at my face and judge me because what I look and what I could have done, they are two different things. You see, you will go and go to the bottle store. We went to the factory. Because my friends were older. And some of them were, were working. And one of them was working in a brewery where they make the sauce. So Fridays are club days. And you are allowed to bring in two people. And we have a way of negotiating with the security guy to allow us in. And when in the clubhouse, the money for one bottle can buy about three bottles. And I didn't like beer. I like Guinness. You know, the, 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 the beer is a bit softer. It doesn't, it tastes too it's girlish. The Guinness is... For real men. For real men. But here am I today. 
But it's, 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 not, it's not new. It's because I believe the power of God and submitted myself under it. That is why I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Are you with me? And as I look at your faces, you are no different from me. You know, somehow when you stand preaching, the devil tells the people that you are different and that you are not like them. It's not true. It's not true. I'm just like you. But you see, the difference is that I believe and therefore I continually keep giving myself. Oh yes. I believe. And I tell you, if you should believe, like Jesus told Mary, didn't I tell you that if you believe, you should see the glory of God? He says, said not I unto you, that if thou shouldest believe, thou should see the glory of God. Yeah. I think John 11, 30 something or so. Set not I unto you that if thou shouldest believe, thou should see the glory of God. Say, Jesus say unto her, Set, I said to you, no, please give me King James. He says, Set I not unto you, unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. The difference between you and me is belief. You see, if you believe, you take the steps and God will pour out what is in your life Amen. for all to see. Amen. And people will be surprised and say, ah, you, you. And say, yeah, me, me, me. My ladies, you are better than somebody's wife. Oh. I mean, being a wife, it's okay. It's not a problem. But that should not be your goal. I mean, being a wife is, is one of the many things your life can do. But don't limit it to just that. It's like that is the goal of my life. The glory of God in your life is waiting for display. It's waiting for your belief. You see, when you believe, that's when you do your quiet time. <laughs> when you believe, that's when you read your Bible and think about what you read. You see, your problem is that you have been thinking about the things that have not gone right in your life too much. And you're thinking about it. Unfortunately, you don't think on the good side of it. You see, when you have a problem, there are two sides of a problem that you can think about. You can think about how to overcome the problem. Or you can think about why the problem and how the problem is wiping away your dream. Now, which side would depend or would detect what follows after in terms of whether you have strength or whether you become weak? 
You see, when you start thinking about the negative side of the problem, how this problem has wiped away your dream, it has wiped away all the prospects of nice things that you had for yourself, the result is that you will be depressed. You will be weak. You will be sad. You will not feel like moving. But when you think about, oh, this one, it has come to lift me up. Because by the time I finish solving it, I'll be higher than where I am now. And when you start thinking, okay, so if it is like this, what must I do? So what's it then? I'm sure there's a solution. Oh, no. There must be. I'm not the first person. When you start thinking like that, you start moving around. They will see you busy moving. And it's like you are very hopeful. And people don't understand. Ah, you have all these problems and you seem to be hopeful. Yes, because you are believing God to solve the problem. And you are believing God to give you a wisdom. So you keep knocking, searching, reading this book, checking this book. Oh, no, this one, it's, oh, it will go, it will go. It has to go. It will not live here. Before you realize you have solved it. Oh, yeah. Before you realize it has been solved. Because the, the hopefulness in you would make you not stop looking for the solution until the solution is found. Because there's no problem in this life that has no solution. There's no problem in this life. You see, as I'm preaching, you are saying to yourself, you see, Bishop, you, you don't understand. Your problem is small. You keep on, keep on saying what you are saying. Keep on saying what you are saying. Instead of believing what I'm saying, because your problem is a problem because of the wisdom you don't have. Let me say it again. A problem is a problem wherever that problem is because of the wisdom that is absent. Mm -hmm. If we met a mountain and we can't climb it, it's because we may not have a wisdom to create something that with the generation of wind can be lifted up to overcome the mountain. If we were to know how to do it, who overcome the mountain? Amen. So always believe that there is a wisdom that will solve the problem in your life now. And your duty is to find it. Amen. And believe that you will find it. Amen. And you will find it. Amen. You see, this is, this is where laziness becomes a limiting factor. Because you see, when you are lazy, the search for the solution becomes a very heavy task. So laziness will tell you that, you know, it's too much. I mean, this small life, why should you struggle? Look, just if you can't go on the mountain, just pass by the side. Or go back. You get it? So, one of the manifestations of laziness in our lives is the options we choose as a solution to our problem. One of the manifestations 
of laziness in a life hinges on your choice of solution as a problem. You see, when we have a problem, especially as a people, you realize that we choose ways that doesn't solve the problem, makes the problem worse. For example, you have leaders that are corrupt. Are you with me? How does burning the schools Yeah, you have municipality people that are corrupt. How does toitoing and pouring rubbish on the street, how does it fix the problem? It's a little bit difficult. It's a little bit difficult to see, to think of how to overcome corrupt officials. But you need to think. And sometimes the, the, the overcoming of such corrupt people may not involve one step. But lazy people want one step. So, so you find out that even Christians don't like a church where they preach, read your Bible and teaching the word. No, they want miracles. So if I had, like, like now, if I start... Maybe God gives me small power. <laughs> Do you get it? I mean, what I'm talking, the power. There's, there's power in what I'm doing. There's power. Do you get it? But you know, like power that manifests in miracles and things. Then I get some 50 bottles of a solution. And I say, this one is a problem solver. You see, the church will be full. <laughs> I'm being given product names. The church will be full. And, and it will be full of us. I mean, when I say us, you know us. Yeah, us, us. Us, us. We, we, we. Not we as in French, yes. But we as in us. Are you with me? But we would overcome it. I said we would overcome it. And I believe it. That's what I'm preaching. You better join me believing. Because you don't have anything to lose than to gain. When you believe, when you believe, you, there's nothing you lose. If, if you don't believe, you lose. But if you believe, even if it doesn't come to pass, there's nothing you have lost. Because there's nothing there anyway. But when you don't believe, and those who believe it comes to pass, you would have lost. Hallelujah. And it, Jesus said, said not I unto thee that if thou wouldest believe thou shouldest see the glory of God you see it 
your life will be the manifestation of God's glory. Amen. Hallelujah. So believe it all. Believe it. That's why you must take the Bible. Believe it that the, this Bible has in it solutions. It has in it wisdom. It has in it the power to transform me from an ordinary, dark, lightless person to a person full of light. Oh yeah. You see, when, when you believe, you work hard. You see, I believe with all my heart that this place we are standing will be full and we will run multiple services. Yeah. I said, I believe with all my heart that this place we are here, we will run multiple services. Watch it. Watch it, yes. And that is why I will not, you see, because I'm a bishop of, I mean, all the pastors here is through my, by the grace of God, through my leadership that they became pastors and all the bishops and all those things. Do you get it? Now, the, if I was lazy, the easiest way to, the easiest thing to do is to gather all the branches around and say, everybody here, so that I'll have a crowd and look like a bishop. Do you get it? But I said, no, let them stay there. We will start from scratch. We will build a church. We will start from scratch. We will build a church. It involves hard work. Hard work never kills. You see, hard work gives you a good reason to rest. It is only, you see, rest is rest after a hard work. Unless there's hard work, anything that involves doing nothing is called laziness. Hallelujah. So please, take note. And, 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 you know, as I was sitting there, I want to start a series. I want to start a series on he that hath. And at least twice a week or so, I will want to do a small write-up, be it audio or video, and send it to you. Because I feel that Sunday mornings are not enough. They get it. So I will read it, get my revelations, and share it with you at least twice a week. So, what we must do is to have your working numbers. They get it. Be it WhatsApp or Telegram, whichever platform you are on, we would reach you there. Are you with me? Yeah, we don't have to be on WhatsApp. If you don't like WhatsApp, whatever you like, I won't post it on YouTube. I just want it to come to you directly. Because when you post it on YouTube, it's like it was not for me. It's for everybody. But I want it to come to you directly. So please, after service, this one, I don't think they have prepared for it. It's something that entered my spirit as I was sitting down. 
just now. And you see, I'm not lazy. That's why I'm being given an instruction. And you see, I don't, I have no idea what it's going to do. Maybe for five people, that may be the thing that changed their lives. For five people. But I'll, I'll do it. Do you get it? So please, after service, make sure they have your current number. Some of you are in the habit of always changing SIM cards. I don't know what you do that makes you change your numbers so often. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, please make sure after service we have your number so that we can send you, I can send you the, the, the message. Amen. Good. Today I'm not preaching for long. But I'm preaching, it's our Honor Your Prophet Sunday. And uh, you know, when we were growing up as Christians, this aspect of the Word of God was not emphasized much to us. This aspect of the Word of God was not emphasized much to us. So we treated our pastor ordinarily. We, we, we said, oh yeah, Pastor Dag, and all those things. And it's like sometimes, I mean, we treated him like, oh yeah, he's a pastor. Now, the effect of it is that it has affected the first generation of his children our prosperity. Now, the second generation, which are the first love people, have had as emphasis this revelation of honor. And it has changed their lives. It has changed their lives. Because, you see, when God would bless you, when God will bless you, he will give you somebody who has his heart as your guide or as your shepherd. When God will bless you, he will bring into your life his servant. Because even angels, very powerful, are servants of God. So when God wants to bless you, he will send forth his angels into your life. They are there to serve the interest of God and they would always serve the interest of God. Now, when to, to be able to relate, most of us can't relate with angels. Not most of us, all of us. We can't relate with angels. Because even when they are telling us something to do, you say, you see, you don't know what it feels like to be a human being. So God would bring to you what you can relate with, but still his servant. 
And therefore, when Jesus came, he came in our form and he left us with our form. That's the disciples. And it hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped. God always anoints his vessels and releases the vessel to serve him in the lives of the people. You see, in uh, Isaiah 43, I think verse 4. Is it verse 4? Yeah. It says, since thou was precious, since you are precious, speaking to the Israelites, and of course speaking to us, he says, since thou was precious in my sight, when I look at you, I see some, some a people that are precious to me. A people with whom I'm doing wonders. A people with whom I would declare my glory to the world. He says, since thou was precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable and I have loved you. Therefore, 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 I will give men for you. And people for your life. You see, in other words, it can mean a lot of things. It can mean a lot of things. But you see, what God does is that he, he prepares a life that could have had other things to do. And takes that life and says, I'm going to use you to be my blessing to these people. So, for example, Apostle Paul, educated Pharisee, a lawyer by profession, was chosen by God to be a blessing to us who are Gentiles. I hope we are understanding it. So, he, he lived his life here on earth for our, our well-being. By going to places to preach the gospel. And you see, God gives quality people, people with integrity, people with willingness to love Him and to suffer, so that they can be appropriate vessels to reach out to them that must be reached out to. Because you see, every journey that God sends His servants. Satan is on the way. So you, you see, you have to know the quality of what you send. To be able to accomplish, to be able to accomplish the purpose, you can't send anything. You have to send a person who can withstand the opposition and the fights that they will meet on the way to accomplish your purpose. Oh, yeah. When God called Gideon to go and deliver, to go and fight the Philistines, everybody said we are going. But God told Gideon, no, 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 no. Not everybody. Just first of all, ask those who say they are going by afraid. 
Please, do you know where that scripture is? Judges. I think Judges chapter 6 or somewhere there. The, the, first, the first elimination is people who have come but are afraid. Now, the, my question I want to ask is, why would you come if you are afraid? You see, but some people will come anyway because it sounds good. Please, are you looking for the verse for me? He said, and thou, Lord, looked upon him and said, go this, that thou might, please go to the first, the, after the, when he gathered the first elimination, for the, those who are afraid. So what I'm trying to say to you is that when God sends a person and the person arrives at you, that person is a special person whose life has been given for you. Because you see, that same life can do something else for their personal benefit. But instead of limiting their usefulness to their personal benefit, God takes them, deprives them of the life that they would have had for themselves and uses them as a vessel to be a blessing unto many. In the process, they pay a price and the price is that they don't live their lives. Is that not what Paul said? The life I live, it is no longer I that liveth. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Now you see, this is important because if you don't think correctly, when somebody arrives in your life as an agent of God, you can easily disrespect that person. And say, ah, but there are many people. You see, there are many people, but not all of them, if sent to you, would arrive. So the one who arrives, the one who arrives must be treated properly and be thankful for that life. Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him repent, return, and depart early from Mandela. And the return of the people, and the return of the people, and the return of the people, how many? There were 32,000 who said, We are going, we are going, we are going. Hey, 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 hey. They, to, to, we are going. Meanwhile, deep down, they are afraid. They just need to cut one head. And the, if, you see, the effect of fearful people is that they, they spread the fear amongst everybody so you see before now they went to see the 10,000 and it was left with only 300 
they are not found faithful people who serve God all the way. So when a messenger of God arrives in your life, you must do everything to receive what they have brought you. Because it has not been an easy journey. And it is always not an easy journey. Hallelujah. So that's the first point I want you to know. And therefore, you see, people will say, ah, why, are you, why are you treating him like he's God? No, we are not treating him like he's God. Acknowledging and honoring a servant sent by God into your life is different from worshiping that person. There is a difference between honor and worship. Worship involves serving. Worship involves serving. So you, the, the, what you worship can send you or sends you. That is why Jesus said you cannot serve two masters. For you either hate one or love the other or hold on to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Do you get it? Now, what you worship, you serve. So when Jesus was asked by Satan to bow his knees for him to receive the kingdom, he said, we shall worship only God and him only shall thou serve. Are you with me? So I want you to take note because it's one of the demonic things that has made. You see, it's demonic in that they don't want you to honor the one whom God has sent to you. The effect of it, the effect of it is that the power of God does not work in your life. It is not I who said it. It is Jesus who said that a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and among his own kindred and his own tribe or whatever, in his own family. So, for example, when he went to Capernaum in Mark chapter 6, verse 2, there he could do no miracle. And the reason he could not, not do any miracle is not because he didn't have the power, but he didn't have the honor. And they didn't honor him because they started analyzing him according to his background and were rather offended. Who is this? So you see, what happens is the person you don't honor, are you with me? You don't gladly receive their instructions. And the blessing of a servant of God in your life is to come and deliver to your life instructions and ways by which you must live your life. As heard from God. That this is the way, walking in it. That continue to build, God is with you. As I'm here now, I've not given, I've not filled your bank account with money. But what I have come to tell you is that if you were to believe, you will see the glory of God. Now, if you really hold me in a certain level of respect and honor, 
you will decide that I have to believe. And you will believe and you will see the glory of God. But I said, oh, but you, you are just a man. I mean, what glory, what glory. I mean, just stop making your noises and just preach and let's go. You will be here for 20 years and nothing will change. There are people that I have told, don't this thing that you are doing, this thing that you are doing, it will be your distraction. And they have refused it and it has been their distraction as it is. I don't have to say that saith the Lord. I said, I don't have to say that saith the Lord. For it to be the Lord speaking. So, oh, hey, you are doing this. Don't do it. Don't divorce. Just stay, just manage it. Yeah, manage it. What is it? You see, the problem that you can't stay with is because you have decided that it's a problem. The same you, if you decide it's not a problem, it will cease to be a problem. Most of the time I tell some wives, sometimes the husbands, listen, just take it that his work in your life is to give you sperms and give you a ring. He has done it. Has he done it? Yes. His, his job is done. Stop adding other jobs that he's not prescribed to do. Listen, listen, some people, that's the best you can get from them. And, and in my opinion, in my opinion, that is the most essential thing you need from a man. To legally donate to you his sperms and walk by him, this is my husband. That's all. Because, listen, 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 go and ask those that have been waiting to just get somebody to show up that is willing to give them a ring. I can tell you a number of people that have left this church, not because the church is not good, but they were looking for a donor who had spiritual future, who could have been pastors with churches and many people in their church, but for the want of a sperm donor, a legal, for the want of a legal sperm donor, they felt that they need to go to a place where their prospects are high. But unfortunately, unfortunately, it has not turned out well. They are still searching, but in the process, have given up their spiritual heritage. Because you see, when, this, when, when it becomes a very strong 
desire on your heart such that it moves you from one church to the other irrespective of spiritually what is happening to you then it's a dominant force and it will lead you to compromise it is heaven that will reveal how much they paid in search of a legal donor which they never got Now, this is for another discussion. So we are talking about honor. Are you with me? And what I'm saying to you is that when God sends a servant into your life and the servant arrives, remember, they have overcome a lot of difficulties to be able to come and serve the interest of God in your life. Therefore, your honor of them allows them to release into your life all that God has prepared for you. And the honor must be in your heart. Not, not with your lips. But genuinely, you must honor them. And you can't honor them if you don't honor the God who has sent them. You can never honor a man of God if you don't honor the God who has but unfortunately, most of us don't honor God. God is not honored in our hearts. I said, God is not honored in our hearts. God is not respected in our hearts. The only reason we sometimes remember him is because of our needs. If our needs were to go away, God can be history. And that is what he pointed out, Jesus pointed out in Mark chapter 7, verse 6. And he answered and said, Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. God wants you to honor him with your heart, not with your lips. Most of us, we don't even do the lip service. Also, the heart is far. But you see, it is difficult for you to receive the blessings of God if God is not honored in your life because it is the honor of his prophets that will unleash his power, his blessings into your life. But you can't honor his prophet if the God who, who sent the prophet is not honored in your heart. So I want you to check your heart and see whether God is honored in your heart. Remember, your honor is the valve that releases the power of God into your life. Because Jesus said, a prophet, it's like he was doing miracles and he said, a prophet is not without honor except in his own, please, Mark 6, I think 4, 5, there about also. When they saw the great works that he's doing, he said, he could there do no mighty work 
save he laid his hands upon a few folks, sick folks, and healed them. And what did he say? Where did he say a prophet is not without honor? But Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, among his own kin, and in his own house. The next verse that follows, unless Jesus is mad, you see, mad people can be talking about soccer, and the next moment they are talking about uh, animals. When a person is mad, they have what we call flight of ideas. They swing from one topic to the other, unrelated. Are you with me? So unless Jesus is mad, verse 4 must be related to verse 5. I said, unless Jesus is mad, verse 4 must be related to verse 5. In other words, honor is connected to power flow. Honor is connected to power flow. So the servant of God must be honored for the power of God in his life to flow into your life. The absence of honor stops every good intention of God for your life. And I'm showing you that it is difficult to honor a servant when the master is not honored by you. So the key to honoring God's servant in your life is to first honor God. And whatever it will take, for you to honor God, please do it. It's worth it. It's worth it. You see, let me say this in, in rounding up. We are every day of our lives challenged by so many issues. And often, they tend to preoccupy us. So we are not able to look at the bigger picture. We are always looking at the small picture that is occupying us. Are you with me? Are you with me? We are always looking at the small picture that is occupying us. And therefore, it makes us lose sight of the big picture. Now, the, the effect of that is that it makes us unaware of what we should be aware of. That in spite of your day-to-day -day challenges, having the big picture in mind will make you see that you can still have a better big picture even though the immediate pictures are not nice. Sometimes you are occupied in the valley and you are so busy about the valley. But if you were to stand back and see how 
the mountains of your life blend beautifully into the with the valleys of your life it makes a very beautiful picture but because you are so occupied with just a small portion you don't see the big picture are you with me and so what I'm trying to say to you is that honoring God will put together beautifully every aspect of your life so that in the end, in the long run, you will discover that, oh, my life was not a waste as I thought it. Because a small picture gives you an impression that your life is a waste. But the big picture allows you to minimize the negative effect of the small picture and cause you to focus on the big picture. Because some of you, if you were to really honor God and just follow, you would discover that the saying that all things work together for good is true when your life is ending. Because you see that because the small picture did not occupy you completely, but it allowed you to give yourself to other things. When you put it together, you say, oh, my life is beautiful after all. I may not have a lot of wealth, but when I look, when I put every picture of my life, I see that my life has accomplished. Because in my life, this is this, is that, is that, is that. Oh, it's not bad after all. But you see, without honor, you will not receive what God is doing. So you see, and remember, your life is like a, a picture that God is painting. If you don't honor him, you will not see the big picture. That, oh yes, you don't have A, B, C, D. But still, God has created an opportunity for you that in the absence of A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z is still working beautifully. And that the presence of X, Y, Z in the absence of A, B, C is what actually brings the beautiful scenery. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Because how can there be a mountain if there's no valley? How can there be a mountain if there's no valley? But don't you realize that the beauty of nature is the combination of the valleys and the mountains? Don't you realize it? But you see, if you don't honor God, you will not see it. Because you'll be preoccupied with your, main, your little problem. But if you honor God, you receive every servant he sends into your life to accomplish their work. And then... You see, when he sends servants, the servants will accomplish their work in spite of your problems. And some of them, the problems, you see, the problems may not be solved, but other works will be accomplished in your life. That when you are 80 years old and you look back, you will say, I've lived a good life. I never had the money that my friends had. I never drove any of the cars that my friends drove. But when I look at my life, I like it. Because I don't feel that my life is wasted years. 
And then recently I was counting, I think it was here during a, a service, and I was counting the number of churches that has been built because I, I'm alive. And I, I decided to be a pastor. But you see, the churches are not mine. How does we owning this place affect my finance, my bank account? It's not mine. The place is not mine. But you see, when the, autobio- when the biography of my life is being put together, that is when you will see that you didn't have, I didn't have money. But there are beautiful things in my life that makes the biography nice and beautiful. Yeah. You shall not regret your life. Amen. I said you shall not regret your life. Amen. Simply because you honor God. God means everything to you. And if you would have nothing so that you can have God, I tell you, he will make your life beautiful. Some of you are supposed to be shepherds, basenters and things. And you, you, you see, it's the small beginning of a great thing in your life. A basenta leader where you shepherd five people, where you look after eight people, making sure they do their quiet time. You do their quiet time with them. What you don't know is that in the process of providing food for those eight young people spiritually, you may discover the wisdom you need to overcome the problem that has kept you at one place for a long time. But again, the servant says, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's come and let's pray. Let's serve God. Let's, let's do something with our lives for God. Let's just do something. We don't know what we are doing, but let's just do something. We don't know how much it will amount to, but let's just do something. You'll be surprised that in whatever little you are doing, that is nothing. That is nothing. In it is actually the blessing of your life. I worked as a doctor for many years. There's no patience that gave me anything. To say a patient, say, doctor, I'm sending you happy birthday gift. When was the last time you sent your doctor a happy birthday gift? I haven't done it. Has it occurred to you before? No. (laughs) Has your doctor not helped you? Is he not the one who helped you deliver your three babies? Yes, my guy is. Your gynae, yeah. He delivered your three babies for you. He helped you to have three human beings. And you are happy to be a proud mother of three. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you can't remember his birthday. But you see, 
I was on a golf course. And I saw somebody, another pastor, not even my church member, another pastor. And he came and came to greet bishops. How Then the next thing, I see on my phone, e-wallet. 3,000 rands. He said, ah, why? Who is this? What, is, what have I done? Then he said, later said, it's Galatians 6.6. 6. I said, ah, but I don't teach you. But you see, it's not the amount, though, but just as somebody would think that you are worth his 3,000. That the person would think that you are worth his 3,000. It's not like you have come to ask him 3,000. But just seeing you and coming to greet you, he, see, he feels that he must give you something. Why? Is it not a good life? Because as a doctor, as a doctor, I can't tell you, I've never received, maybe in Ghana, but not in South Africa. In Ghana, I have received gifts from patients as an appreciation of my work as a doctor. But in South Africa, no way. So listen, listen, listen. What I'm trying to say to you is that when you honor God in your heart, it will make you honor God's agent that is sent into your life to accomplish the work of God. And because you will honor them, the power of God in their lives will be released into your life to accomplish its work. So you may not have power in yourself, but God will send his agents, his servants, loaded with his power to bring into your life the work that he, God, wants to do in your life. But without honor, you stop the work. That's just what I'm trying to say to you. One of my pastors in this office, I, I spoke to him. He said he wants to start a business. I said, don't do this, don't do this. These people that you have entered into business with, it's not right. Don't do it. Don't just go. No, 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 no. This is it. Later on, now he's in debt. And now he has to start to recover. And he said, I've learned my lesson the hard way. How does it help me? When you have learned your lesson the hard way, when we, you didn't have to learn the lesson, I had the answers and I was giving it to you. But you see, because I'm not honored in his eyes in a certain way, my words meant nothing. Meanwhile, my words would have saved him, would have saved him from that difficulty. I said, don't do this. This thing that you are doing, it will create problems. Don't do it. Just do it like, he will not listen. Oh, he said, okay, Bishop, I went to do the opposite. You see, the power of God in my life is to give you the solution to the problems that are about to come into your life so that you, they don't come. But you see, I was not honored in his eyes as somebody, a servant of God in a certain way. Maybe with his lips he honored, but not with his heart. Many of us, when we enter into business, we don't think God has something to say about it. So we don't, we don't even look to hear what 
has got to say about this business I'm about to do. We look at the facts and information and say, yeah, it's a good business. And then we move. Meanwhile, if you were to look for it, the servant of God would tell him, mm, I don't feel like you should go. I don't feel like you should do. Many problems of your life. And especially those of you who are into business and everything. Don't despise God in your business. If there's any businessman who will help you better, it's God. It's God. Oh yeah, it's God. Who can help you better than God? And how is God going to help you? You think he's coming to talk to you? Because when he talks, you won't hear. So he will send somebody. It is only when it is when he's honored that anybody with a tag of God on him will be honored by you and therefore you receive the message and it will change your life. Check your heart. Is God honored in my heart? Because God told the Israelites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you. You honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. Let's rise to our feet. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I feel our preaching time is very short. I wanted to pray, Lord, may you be honored in my heart. I don't want to honor you with my lips, Lord. You know my heart. You know my heart. By your spirit, speak to me. Show me clearly how I am not honoring you with my heart. Because I want you to be honored in my heart. It is for my good. It is for my good. I'm telling you, if you honor God, you will honor his servants. The servants are not doing their own thing. The Bible says that Jesus said, the, the Holy Spirit, he shall take of mine and show it to you. He shall hear of me. And that which he hears, he shall speak to you. Even the Holy Spirit is not in your life to do his own bidding. How much more a servant of God? I stand here every day telling you read your Bible, read your Bible, read you better read it but you see if God is not honored you will not honor me and please before you start equating honor to gifts gift is the lowest level by which you honor a person gift is the lowest level obedience of that person heeding to the words to the instructions of that person is is the highest expression of honor so i don't know but i sense i'm speaking to somebody here you, are, you have been resistant at the instruction to read your Bible. 
And the Lord is telling you today that it is for your good to do it. Because in the Bible, in the Bible is the wisdom that will cause you to excel. In the Bible is the wisdom that will break every stronghold in your life. In the Bible is your glory. Take it seriously. Take it seriously. I said, take it seriously, whoever you are. I sense in my spirit that the Lord is speaking to somebody. There's a particular person here that the Lord is speaking to you. Take it seriously. Whatever you need to do to read your Bible, do it. I said, whatever you need to do to read your Bible, do it. Don't read it today and not read it tomorrow, but read it every day. Read it every day. Your blessing isn't it? It's waiting for you. It's waiting for you. It's not where you have been looking. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. I said it's in the pages of the Bible. And the Lord by his spirit will direct you to it when you set your heart to believe his servant. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Oh yes, I sense a lifting up of us we are becoming strong in God and in the power of his might. Oh yes. We are becoming what God has called us to be. Satan is defeated. Satan is defeated. Satan is defeated in your life. He lost the battle from the day you met Jesus. Now it shall be enforced. Now it shall be manifest. Whatever has held you captive can no longer hold you captive because you are free. Because you are free by the power of the Holy Spirit. As you said in your heart, from today I will do what God says I should do. And whatever God says to his servant, that day, this day, as you said, your freedom was declared. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands and begin to thank the Lord. Thank him. Thank him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh yes, oh yes, yes. Father, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you. Thank you, thank you. We break every chain and every yoke of the enemy of our lives. We honor you, Lord. Oh yes, we honor you. We honor you. Not in words, but in our hearts. Yes. You who sees the heart of all men. Oh, yes, Lord. We repent. We repent. And we sanctify you in our hearts. You are special. You are special. You are special in our hearts. You will cause us to rise and to do your bidding. Yes. Thank you that the stronghold of laziness is broken. Oh yes. Oh yes. Because we honor you in our hearts, your word would also be honored in our lives. We will give your word its rightful place. We will not give our feelings the place of your word. 
your word would always come first. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to say, Pastor, I don't know, but I want to have a relationship with God. How can I? How can I? You can. You can. By believing in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. By believing that He came on earth, lived for three and a half years. He died on the cross, not because He was a sinner, but because of your sins and my sins. He rose again on the third day after having defeated Satan. The grave could not hold him captive. But he ascended up on high on the third day. And he seated at the right hand of God. And he has said that he is the way. He is the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Therefore, if you will believe in him as a son of God, he, Jesus, will reconcile you to God by providing for what is needed to bring you back to God which is the forgiveness of sins and he will give to your life the nature of God the life of God and you will never be the same again you want to say pastor this is an offer too good to reject I want to accept Jesus as the son of God and also as the Christ lift up your right hand let me pray with you thank you Holy Spirit lift it up high lift it up high Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we thank you for the lifted hands. Lift your right hand up. I want to pray with you. I want to see him pray. Thank you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm, I'm running out of time, so I will not call you, but I expect the ashes to give you a book. So lift up your hands so that they will see and give you that book. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Pray this prayer with me. Congregation, you may join in as we pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. I have heard your word and I've chosen to honor you. You are God from beginning to the end. You have created me and have given me life. I come to you admitting that I have done my own things and it has not worked but today I come to you as my God I ask you to forgive me of my sins and I also declare in my heart and with my mouth that Jesus is your son he came and died for me he rose again on the third day seated at your right hand by this prayer, Jesus, 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 I receive you into my heart as my Savior, but also as my Lord. Lead me, guide me in the path of righteousness through the help of your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, for my salvation. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platform.